Mini-episode 1437 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. you want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late-night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge mini-episode 1437, our Billions episode 6.2 preview. I'm FDH managing partner Rick Morris here with our top five notes of interest heading into this season's second episode. Number five, Chuck finds his new purpose out in the country. In every aspect, the writers did a phenomenal job expanding on the end of season five. At that time, everything came together with the shock acquisition of Axe Capital by Mike Prince, and Bobby's exile to Switzerland. The initial reactions that we saw from all of the parties involved after they got over their initial shock were vital to the smooth flow of the series, and one by one, we got to see how they adapted to the seismic shift on the landscape. For Chuck, it was a struggle to redefine his purpose after missing out on putting acts behind bars and being bested by Prince. In his countryside struggles with another big shot, played so wonderfully as always by Michael McKeon, Chuck decided that his new target is the billionaire class as a whole, embodied most of all, of course, by Mike Prince. Number four, Kate edges closer to her fateful congressional run. Taking charge of the office in Chuck's absence, Kate is growing into the alpha role that she has always coveted, and this season feels like it's going to be the one where she becomes a major player, not merely a sidekick to more powerful prosecutors. Of course, It's worth remembering that Chuck Sr. arranged for some of Bobby's dirty money to hit her campaign coffers late last season, and that's a time bomb that should detonate like a nuke once it goes off. Number three, Wendy proved to herself that she could contribute strongly at work, even without her relationship with Bobby as a motivator. She was Bobby's work wife before the series even started, thus causing the Chuck-Bobby war. Then her and Bobby almost started an actual relationship before his departure. So he's always been central to her purpose at the former Axe Capital. As such, her ability to unlock Mike's issues with the employees will provide extra confidence to her going forward about her ability to solve problems, even if she doesn't ever get emotionally invested in the company again. Number two, Wags works through his motivations. Like Wendy, Wags was completely emotionally invested in Axe Capital because of Bobby, his idol and best friend. So even though he's proud of his status as the world's greatest man behind the man, that wasn't enough for him to immediately transfer his loyalty to Mike, who, incidentally, already has Scooter and wasn't inclined to trust him anyway and thus kept him iced out. However, Mike and Scooter did save his life when he had his heart attack, even though they were spying on him when they did so, and Weggs rediscovered just how much he loved and needed to be central to the operations of the firm itself. In so doing, he proved his value to Mike and Scooter. Almost more than anyone else, we needed to see Wags find his purpose in this new normal. From this point forward, the directions that he chooses should make sense. Number one, his employees thought that he was a namby-pamby, but Prince got them to see him as an alpha by a radical act of professed morality. The capacity of these writers to pull off a triple Lindy to get their characters into certain situations 
is perhaps the program's signature touch. In the end, the employees who were scornful of Prince's rejection of their previous ethical approach, which was almost bare of actual ethics, came around by seeing him stand up to the billionaire investors. Granted, he was rejecting their money for being dirty, but having the nards to stand up to them won their respect. For those of us not well-versed in Wall Street, we're going to require an explanation of why Prince would choose to turn his new prize into a glorified home office, but that's undoubtedly going to be addressed. What's most important is that the major reset on this program was addressed comprehensively in the season opener, and we can look forward to great action from here. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.